Greetings Horror Movie Talk fans. During the recording of this episode, the boys experienced some technical difficulties. We want to thank everyone for your patience and support. Lots of love, the HMT crew. I saw you with the box. What was in the box? Because I envy your normal life. Put the gun down, David. It seems that envy is my sin. Oh, what's in the box? Not to you. Give me the what's gun. in the fucking box? Give me the gun. This weekend, every week for all of eternity, our Dr. Bruce Henson. Hello, everybody. PhD in spookology on that guy. And me, Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. Um, we've got a fabulous, fabulous show for you guys today. I'm so excited because we will be reviewing Heckraiser 2022. That's right. But before we get into this marvelous new uh, addition to the Hell Taser series, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about us. We are Horror Movie Talk. Our website is horrormovietalk.com. It's pretty simple uh, because it's just our name and then .com. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of the show, you can call us at 682-253-4468. We put out new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe to us and leave us a nice review or, uh, you know, just, uh, just support us any way you can. We do have, um, a Patreon. That's the best way to support us. And, uh, we do have some new patrons to thank this week, I think. Um, and, but before we get into that, um, I should probably tell you about my other show called hotline, um, which is just, you know, it's just a um, an advice hotline show. So you call into it, you ask for advice, and you get to hear a bunch of uh, really salacious, dirty laundry uh, from other people over there. So, you know, check that out as you please. Um, new patrons this week to thank are Sherry V, Amy M, and Nine Kinds. Thank you guys so much for joining our patrons, supporting us monetarily. Of course, they're all getting a bunch of goodies, um, both digitally and hand job wise over there at Patreon. Did you get Laura F and Matt B? I think they're also um, no. Oh, I didn't. They're not uh, showing up on this list. Hmm. My list is all, uh, all wrong. Well, Apparently I, well, yeah, I failed in a few ways the other day. Um, 
when we are, were, I think, reviewing Barbarian, I was looking at this list uh, as I was naming names of victims for who was a, a rape victim of um, the Barbarian and Barbarian. Uh, spoilers. And uh, and I named uh, one of our patrons, Denise H. And uh, she was like, I have chills. Why am I one of the victims in this movie? And I was like, I was just reading your name as we were listing off names. Uh, and I guess I did that. Adam, so sorry. Sorry. No, I don't mean you any immediate harm. Um, we will start out this show by giving a brief review and score for the movie. Score on a scale of 1 to 10. Pretty simple stuff. Um, 10 is like the best it could possibly be. 5 is totally average. Um, later in this uh, show, we will be doing a little bit called Horror Movie Whores, where we get to your voice voicemails. And I wouldn't mind if Bryce has time. Do you have time today to do that bonus episode we've been talking about for so long? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. We could do it. We could do it today. I was, um, was going to say, it's going to be a while till we get through them if we're doing them on this up, episode. <laughs> backed up with thick, ropey loads of, uh, of voicemail calls. Um, so we'll get into that. Um, but first, let me tell you, we watched Heckraiser 2022 and we're reminded of a series which has virtually infinite potential and has, that has fallen from grace and risen like Lazarus to raise heck again. So without further ado, here is the trailer. Beautiful, isn't it? It's really nice. You can hold it. What is it? It's a puzzle. And it's almost finished. Keep going. So if I solve it, do I get a prize? I do. Six sides, six configurations. It opens up and it cuts you. And then they come to collect. Razor can be found on Hulu. It's a, I think it's a Hulu thing that Hulu did. That Hulu was all like, let's do a Hulu thing mm -hmm. and make a new Heck Razor. And so they did. And they put it in their formidable Huluween selection. I think one of the first credits in the, uh, in the opening credits was Hulu presents a Hulu original. 
<laughs> I'm like, okay. First of all, <laughs> pick one. Just say Hulu Presents or yeah. say a Hulu original, of which I have issues because it's not an original. They're Hulu rebooting or Hulu the- to be criticizing Hulu. <laughs> All right. Isn't that isn't that weird when they can say like, "Hey, this is a Netflix original." And it's like just recycling IP from somewhere else. Like, Dude, um, I've been thinking speaking of Netflix originals, I've been thinking about that uh that one fucking uh what's it called that uh that Donna? reality show called The uh, oh. Ultimatum. Remember that? Oh. Way more disturbing than Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? And I made you watch a show and you're like, holy fuck. No, I, didn't, I never watched it. You just explained it to me and it was Oh, you didn't even enough. watch it? No. Oh, man, you're missing out. That show is fucking insane. Yeah. Anywho. I have been watching um, Dahmer, though, and that's pretty intense. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Um, <laughs> the, my synopsis for uh, Hellraiser is... Riley, played by Odessa Azion, is a young woman struggling with addiction and staying sober, which is the classic struggle of addiction. Um, Her boyfriend, Trevor, uh, played by Drew Starkey, is also a recovering addict who seems to be a little less concerned about sobriety and walking the straight and narrow. Riley's brother, Colin, and his gay boyfriend, Matt, are worried about Riley. Uh, when Riley and her straight boyfriend, Trevor, break into a storage locker <laughs> and steal the puzzle box, wacky hijinks ensue, and everyone gets more heck than they bargained for. My review for this is, Hell Taser 2022 is a promising new movie based in the Heck Laser universe. It's a 54% reboot, 27% homage, slow and boring uh, with a nice 12% helping of gloop. Uh, Probably the biggest thing that uh, Raisin Phaser has going for it is David Bruckner at the helm. Um, Fresh off of one of our favorite movies of 2020, uh, Bruckner did The Night House. He also did another really solid horror uh, movie straight to uh, Netflix, uh, The Ritual from 2017. So, Dude is a solid director um, in the, especially in the horror genre, basically only in the horror genre. Hemp Mazer does a lot of things right. It keeps the plot pretty easy to follow and stays true to a lot of the lore of the series. It also has a lot of nods to sequels in the long line of Yelsayer movies. Uh, The reimagined Cenobites are off-putting and sometimes horrifying, which is fabulous. Uh, Jamie Clayton as the priest, a.k.a. Lady Pinhead, is something to behold. And strangely, kind of a sexless character, I found. Was that uh, your experience as well, Bryce? It was. I expected her to be very fucking sexual. Well, she's got a smoker's voice, so that just becomes sexless to me. I, I think that gets it, like a, makes it sexier. If you've got a, you know, two carton a day habit. You sound all used up. That's hot. What sights I have to show you. It's like, yeah, I'm not turned on (laughs) by that necessarily. I mean, she knows what to do. It's meaning she got an oral fixation, Bryce. (laughs) True. You just don't know the signs to look for. You're not 
you're not, you're not one of these thinking men we mm. hear so much about. Uh, lots of this movie was upsetting and hard to watch, but there was some stuff that didn't work too well for me. I'm a bit tired of the same story played out over and over again, um, which this kind of is. Uh, with this intellectual property, you could go to actual hell and have a number of incredible and weird stories play out. Um, just take Hellbound Hellraiser 2, which we just reviewed a couple weeks ago as an example. Uh, instead, we have to see a bunch of new people going through a lot of similar actions that we've seen before, not just in Hellraisers, but in slashers of various varieties. Here's a bunch of people, let's cut them up. Um, and it could be so much crazier than that, but they kind of chose to go with that standard, very standard uh, slasher formula. The pacing on Mall Crazer is incredibly slow. It's clear that slow burn was their intent, but sometimes it drags a little too much. Um, overall, this is kind of a breath of fresh air to an otherwise very dead series, uh, and I'm glad to see it. I've always thought that Heck Paver had a ton of p potential, and this is a pretty high quality ex example of where it can go. I give this a seven out of 10. It's not gonna blow your socks off, um, but it is, it's serviceable. It's a serviceable slasher, I think. And uh, one of the better slashers that I've, new slashers that I've seen in a long time. What do you, what do you think, Bryce? Yeah, I'd agree with your score. It's about a seven out of 10. It's, it's quality. Like it's a really good reboot. For the franchise um it didn't go quite as far in some territories as i wish they would um because it was you know it was using a lot of the same themes and and like plot points as the original but some of the stuff that made the original really interesting in terms of tone and and storytelling uh they didn't go quite far enough in this one um they did the, um, you know, the due diligence for setting up characters that have dilemmas and relationships, but they don't really, um, flesh them out too much. It's just, you know, using, using like, she's an addict and she's recovering is, is shorthand for a lot of stuff. And I wish they would have shown a little more of, like the relationship between her brother and and uh, and kind of like what, yeah, a little bit more of her struggles and and what how it would like connect with the story um, around guilt and and uh, helplessness and whatnot. Um, and then I felt like it was kind of the main thing that I thought it was missing from the original and and the hellraiser 2 uh was they didn't i don't think they focused enough on the main i mean he's kind of supposed to be the main villain because he's the impetus for all all the actions um but like they they really focused more oh. on the the main villain in the originals where it's like kind of focusing on a really fucked up evil character yeah you know, as mm -hmm. the impetus for you know all the um all the action around the cube and they they kind of you know let the cube 
be its own thing and just you know make it seem like it all happened through happenstance really um so i think that could have made it a little more interesting and that's what was really strong in the originals but overall i think like they set the right tone it was interesting like it's the stuff that you're wanting to see in a hellraiser movie like you know the cenobites and you know yeah fucked up torture stuff is there um and it filled i I haven't seen any of the other hellraisers other than one and two but seemed like it filled out the lore of like what was the offerings of the you know the cenobites or the cube or like why would anyone want to do this and it kind of fleshes that out a little more um but yeah i i enjoyed it um it was a little long but i didn't think it dragged too much um i think they could have put more in for how long they made it but um it was good i had a couple issues with the design of the cenobites but they they were fine let's uh like um any well i guess we can get into it when we get into spoilers huh yeah yeah i think yeah i think everything i mirror a lot of what you say with the exception of i really felt like this just was just dragging for a straight ahead slasher uh if just felt like you know it was like okay we get it it's you're slow you're slow burn you're slow burn slasher okay Mm -hmm. um but uh that did bother me a little bit um but other than that you know it's not a tremendous amount of of uh, sins committed by this movie, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it's just, I think, you know, I could I think, I think with something like this, you run a very real, you, you just run up against a real problem, which is you take a beloved series like Hell Taser. And, uh, and you announce that you're going to be reskinning it and you're going to be like, you know, it's going to be great. And it's going to be available for streaming on Hulu for Hulu's Huluween uh, presented by Hulu. And you're just like, this is going to be great. And everybody gets all fucking super excited. And, um, inevitably there's going to be people who will love it no matter what. Uh, and there's going to be people who were just expecting more. And I think you and I, um, especially from something like Slashers, uh, which is not our our immediate taste, are just going to be left wanting a little bit unless it's truly the best in class for something like a Slasher. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't even necessarily classify it as a Slasher in my mind, at least not the first two Hellraisers, like... It is well, kind of the a first two thing. weren't quite. Yeah, this is much more of a straight ahead kind of slasher than the first two were. Yeah, I mean, mostly just because the it wasn't as focused on the tone as the first mm-hmm. two. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that's just kind of indicative of like it was trying to be more mainstream and less like. I mean, it's less Clive Barkery. Yeah, less Clive Barkery. Um, and in so doing, it's entering into the realm of of uh, slashers, and slashers just by default have to be a little more exciting than yeah something with a lot of character, you know. 
Yes, I think I think we've done a good job of of dialing in on exactly it. I think take what Bryce just said to the bank. Uh, you know what else you can take to the bank is nightchannels.com. You've heard it before because if you've been listening to this show, because they're the they're the best when it comes to clothing, uh, horror themed, and music themed, metal themed, cult themed, satanic themed clothing. Um, and you head on over to nightchannels.com. You put a bunch of those fabulous uh, and super unique prints in your cart. And when you go to check out with, you know, seven, eight, nine, 25 things in your cart, you can use that code HMT at checkout. And that gets you the spookiest percentage you can possibly afford off of your order. 13% off that whole order. And you don't even need to take, you know, you don't even need to go do that. Uh, it would be nice if you did that because they support the show and you'd be supporting them and that would be supporting the show, but you don't even have to, uh, you don't take my word for it. Just head over to their site, take a look at what they got to offer. And I guarantee you'll be back. Even if you close out that website, that's called the night channels challenge. And it works for a reason because they just, when you have the best product, people just gravitate to it. And so, uh, so that's what's up and, uh, you know, use that code HMT at checkout, get you that guaranteed 13% off, uh, your order. If you're listening to these commercials, you should know you don't have to, uh, you can sign up on our Patreon at the $6.66 tier that gets you ad free early episode access to episodes, early access to all those episodes, um, and uh, a smorgasbord of other stuff. You get access to the Afterpod, which is a whole nother podcast that we record after this podcast. Um, there's various offerings, lots of good stuff over there. Um, there's even ad offerings. If you have a, uh, a small business and want to advertise through Horror Movie Talk, you can set that up. Just get talking to us over there. And uh, Patreon makes it all easy peasy and you get a bunch of cool digital extras. You can support us by heading to horrormovietalk.com slash shop, buying something over there. Um, we have some shirts that I should probably start getting set up on our uh, shirt thingamajig. Um, the Team Bat versus Team Spear shirts that Dustin has been creating dutifully. Um, and so maybe those will be available this week, I hope. By saying this, it will light a fire under me and Bryce, or just me. <laughs> yeah, I completely uh, or, forgot about that. <laughs> or just Bryce. Who knows? Uh, hopefully it will happen, but you know how your boys be. Uh, they be lazy. Uh, by the way, ta- speaking of Dustin Goble, check out his artwork. He's the guy who makes all the artwork for us. He made the thumbnail for this video, which is on YouTube, which you should check out on our YouTube channel. Um, he fucks real hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. So check him out over at Instagram. That's at dgobel00. That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. Um, if you'd like to call us, get on the HMT whores segment, you can do so by calling 682-253-4468. Thank you very, very much. And let's get into spoilers so (laughs) okay the moment has passed bryce um so the (laughs) 
I can't switch it back. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Bryce, stop it! Seriously, You're messing with the video. Uh, um, we are on we are on YouTube, so you, you guys should check us out. Um, you can view my um, my beautiful haircut, uh, which isn't cut at all, and you can view at Bryce's actual beautiful haircut, um, which is suave. And uh, whoa, whoa! It's like a stallion with that mane. <laughs> got me all wet um so we start off for some reason in serbia it's like let's just get as close to hell as we can uh right off the right out the gate um <laughs> i i for some reason i just i think it's because the serbia kosovo thing was happening when we were kids i just think of serbia as just hell on earth mm-hmm. um so I don't, maybe it's different if we have any Serbian listeners and that's super wrong. And it's, it's like just the most awesome place ever. Um, please let us know by calling it, by giving us an angry call uh, on our uh, voicemail line. And, uh, and from there we head to some rich guy's house in Massachusetts. And uh, it's like some weird fucking eyes wide shut uh, party that you've seen a million times in movies by now. Uh, it's a pretty effective trope. Um, and I don't know. See, the more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm kind of irritated by this movie. Um, because it's not, because it's, it's just a bunch of tropes kind of thrown together. I guess they work. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, the, this guy is like one of my main beefs. It's like, it's just shorthand rich guy bad yeah like rich guys doing doing a thing and uh he collects art it doesn't go into at all like how fucked up he is which is like yeah i mean maybe that's what it is because in the original like um the the main villains were so fucked up and especially in hellraiser 2 was just a an extreme sadist and made it really interesting and this one just seems like it's your standard rich guy which you don't quite it doesn't even seem like he quite understands what it is i guess it shows a bunch of research and stuff in like a side office or whatever when when what's her name is investigating but like it doesn't give you the background of this guy. Um, and I feel like that was pretty integral to Hellraiser is that there has to be someone on earth. That's just evil and looking for yeah. like the most extreme, you know, sadist experience. Yeah. Um, and they're the ones that are like the, the force for opening up these doorways to hell. Um, and that didn't, really exist here i mean i guess in the plot says it does but it doesn't really fill out that character most of it's like just kind of a naive protagonist that stumbles into it right and then continues to (laughs) that's the other thing is like once you understand what the puzzle box is like all of a sudden now you have to kind of like come up with an excuse to be like, oopsie doopsie. I solved it again. (laughs) Okay. Okay. This is great. I'm glad that you're transitioning this way because, um, 
because this puzzle box introduces a li- I I don't know. Like so Bryce and I have really only seen uh one and two and long ago I saw three, I think, but I really can't remember a- a- much of it. So we're not 11 <laughs> we're not 11 sequels into Hellraiser, so right. forgive us um our inexperience. Uh we are horror fans, uh but we're not necessarily aficionados. Uh so with that being said, it I think it introduces a new element to the puzzle box, which is like it's it's a, not just a puzzle box anymore. It's a a gotcha trap. You know, it's like a a Chinese finger trap kind of scenario, which is not only do you have to do the puzzle, which is all mm-hmm. it used to be. Um, it used to just be like, oh, just do the puzzle, and um, and then once you do it, you're marked. Now. Yeah. It's like you can do the puzzle, but if this little knife that comes out of it when you do the puzzle doesn't nick you, doesn't hit your hit your, you know, make you bleed mm-hmm. onto the box, you're Scott, you're Scott free. Like uh, uh, you got uh, us. <laughs> you you had it turned one of the 25 different ways that it didn't that it wouldn't cut you right. um when you finished it. And so there's yeah, there's this element of like Ah, you escaped us this time. Yeah. You didn't, you solved the puzzle, but you didn't do a blood ouchie into the box. So, so the, box the answer, dry. the answer is always solve the puzzle with boxing gloves on. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to lube up that box before you can get in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Bryce. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, you got to lube up the box. I get, I get the pun. I, that was With an blood. interesting element that was added. Um, I'm okay with it, but it's a yeah. little more compelling to just have it, have you be marked by solving it. Cause there's a little more like Avenue of just you're fucked, you know? Yeah. But that's Rem- a, it's still also, it's, I guess it's more clear in this one because in the original Hellraiser, it's like, the original protagonist solves it and she gets taken to hell, but then she solves it and gets back out. It's like the rules are a little fuzzy. Yeah. It's like, well, you just keep using the box and then stuff happens, you know, that's what they always say. They say, just keep using that box. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah, no, there's, there's a thing like it used to be like, it used to be kind of hard to solve the box. It was a, a puzzle. But now it seems like any fucking dumb dumb can just 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 touch this box a little just the right way just be like eh, I care about this thing a little bit and uh, and then it'll it'll spring open and so it, it, I mean it got it got to it got to such an extent in uh, number two that they needed a girl who was basically just a yeah. puzzle solving like a yeah, savant like a puzzle savant like had to work on it for forever to like get it solved. And now it's just like, you just turn things until it clicks. It's just right. like, you just, you know, wiggle it around, you know? Right. Yeah. I, and then they, they, they in this movie, they, um, like, you well, know let's... what, you know what it is. I just realized the the difference, the original puzzle box was a stand-in for a Rubik's Cube. And uh-huh. this puzzle box is a stand-in for those little boxes 
where you open the top and then a and then a snake a wooden snake comes out and bites your hand oh yeah 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 so let's <laughs> talk like, about a little I got you let's talk about a little bit about how this box uh differs from the original box right so this one has like five or six different configurations yeah. right it's got like uh the leviathan configuration and that stands for if you if you get through all these levels there's like a couple levels of the mm -hmm. box you got to feed it a x amount of people in order to you know pick your poison basically and uh so there's like six different configurations five different configurations there's the lament configuration which just is a cube and that one is um you know just a, a choice of lament right you like uh your your reward is you get to live your life uh but you have killed all these people and you get nothing for it except to live your pathetic life. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's like the Leviathan configuration, which is you get ultimate power. Um, but all of these, and then there's a, a couple different configurations within. And they all come like with a blessing that is obviously a curse. It's like not a great time if you choose any one of these, no matter what. So you touch the box, not you're guaranteed not to have a good time. It's just like how like what kind of good bad time you want kind of um do did how did this element of the whole thing i think that i think this was actually one of the more interesting parts of this movie of just the different configurations of the box yeah it was kind of like because it because now you kind of want to know cause, so our our bad guy we should mention is voight uh he's this art collector he's created this huge house that is basically like a puzzle box of its own like an anti-puzzle box to like keep centibytes out they keep it it keeps it at bay somehow because it's um it's you know mm -hmm. the way it's made questions not answered um but he's is for some reason obsessed with the puzzle box and he wants and he chooses the configuration when you know at the start of the movie he chooses the configuration of um feeling how does how do they describe it he chooses um let's see here uh can't remember i can't remember the name of the thing that he chooses but it's like feeling it's like um uh too much feeling uh, help me out here <laughs> i can't remember but suffice it to say he thinks he's going to get oh you're really uh quiet if you're talking i can't hear a thing i'm saying. not talking oh okay he chooses the configuration that is like um sensation so he thinks so it sounds it's like being sold as like oh you're gonna come like 24 hours a day mm -hmm. nine days a week and it's gonna be fucking great and what he ends up getting is this weird fucking like contraption placed in the middle of his chest that just agonizingly tugs uh, at his body um, at random times. And so he gets to feel, um, but it's not it's not coming 24 hours a day. Mm. Yeah, they tricked him. They tricked him. Doesn't get that come feel. That's kind of a theme with these with these Hellraisers. They're always tricking you. Yeah. I had a thought, like, 
you know these these people that like get off from pain like these masochists Mm -hmm. are there like dozens of us are there masochists that that also have like chronic pain like wouldn't that be the the perfect venn diagram of just like i get off by having pain inflicted to me and it just so turns out i have incredible chronic pain just from you know gout or something just like (laughs) i have fibromyalgia and uh (laughs) it's great it couldn't happen to a better person (laughs) yeah i want to meet the person who gets off on feeling fine you know who's like oh i feel so regular like what if you're in your 20s and you're like i really really get off by lower back pain i'm just waiting for my 40s just (laughs) that's that's when i'm really going to start coming into my own i wonder if those are the people who die tragically you know yeah they're just chasing that dragon they're Mm -hmm. like yeah he he flipped his vet (laughs) and it's like well that was intentional you know (laughs) or if there's yeah if they're sadists that get off on other people's pain but they just surround themselves with old people that are always in constant pain like yeah yeah like in a nursing home with like people moaning like oh "Oh." there's and they're just definitely is tweaking their nipples like "Mm." (laughs) ooh, oh (laughs) oh that's definitely a thing for sure (laughs) oh man oh wow we have so many calls to get through holy shit i know oh my fucking god i know bryce so i think i think what we should do for that segment is we should cover the most recent ones in this episode and then do the special episode and release it before wednesday yeah i agree that's a good idea okay um so let's get into the story of this whole thing so we have our gal uh riley she's an addict uh say hello riley and um and she is with a you know her addict boyfriend uh and they uh together are doing you know um sorry addicts but uh, you know kind of addicty things you know (laughs) they're like conspiring to steal stuff you know together to like get that last high you know and uh and so they go and they steal Well that wasn't that wasn't particularly the plot. It wasn't they were stealing to get high. They were stealing to get money. She was Yeah, to get high. She was in recovery, right? Or had she already taken the pills? No, cuz she, no, she she she, hadn't. she relapsed after she stole and got kicked out by her brother. So she was still I mean, being good. Yeah, sure. It's just kind of, I mean, she wasn't being good because she was going to fucking, she was doing a super addicty thing and going to steal shit with her addict boyfriend. Sure. What do you mean, sure? Keep, That's... keep going. That's fine. I won't nitpick. Go ahead. I mean, you know, it's people on the straight and narrow don't go and fucking steal. They just don't. Well, there's plenty of people that steal that aren't addicts. Well, Some sure. people steal to get money. Yes, but undeniably, stealing things is is addict behavior. I mean, it's one of the very, very, very common things associated with being an addict. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree. Um. So, so they they go off, and the the first thing that they steal, 
they he's like you know he he works at some shipping yard and he's like look there's this one shipping container that's got this box inside a box inside a box and in that box there's another box (laughs) and that's the box we need to steal and she's like i mean to be fair he doesn't know that the lament configuration is in there um but uh but nevertheless that's that's the way it pans out and so they go in there they steal the puzzle box they're both like i don't know what to do with this maybe we could hawk it um you know not really that's not really something an addict would do they wouldn't hawk uh something they stole it seems i mean i'm just saying it seems kind of far-fetched david um so they you know they steal this thing um from someone else that wasn't theirs and uh you know she takes it and i can't remember how he like what what the step is oh um her then her her brother gets um gets got you know um she goes and gets high after that not like an addict would um and then her brother kicks her out of his house and he's like i'm done with you and uh and then you know her brother uh gets nicked by the puzzle box and he gets taken off Mm -hmm. uh to the to the underworld uh and the rest of the movie is riley and her friends and and her brother's friends attempting to save uh, her brother from hell or from, Mm -hmm. you know, the the Cenobites. And so that's kind of what kicks this into gear. And these are our, those are our characters, our, our band of people. There's Matt who is um, her brother's boyfriend, his gay boyfriend. Uh, There's Nora. It's convenient that his boyfriend was gay. That's unfortunate. That's what I boyfriend wasn't gay. Thanks for clarifying, David. That was my favorite part of writing this thing. And I was like, Carrie, can I say gay boyfriend? (laughs) And she she laughed and she's like, people will get mad at that. And I was like, I'm just doing it for clarity. But I think not only is it clear, clearer, but it's funnier. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't have to be gay to fuck guys. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. He could be bi. Yeah. He, he could, could be. Yeah. There's uh, plenty straight, of straight guys. Try, there's plenty of straight guys out. that date gay men. Right. There's plenty of straight I, men that date straight men. I mean, you have to clarify. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, don't be a bi erasure. That's a thing. People are bi, Bryce. A lot of people. Right. There are dozens of us. And then um, Trevor. Uh, oh, Nora is her roommate, Riley's roommate, and Trevor is her bad boyfriend. Slash, kind of like mm, not just not a just not a great role model, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so these are our folks who are going to save Colin, her uh, her gay brother. Um, and so they uh... <laughs> just call him a gay um, bro, a gay bro. And um, and not a lot is made of the gay thing, which is is both refreshing and leaves a lot on the table. Uh, they did have a little bit of a makeout sesh, which I appreciated and I could have done with a lot more of. Um, actually, this movie, I kind of, you know, that may be one of the things that's holding this movie back a little bit is the f- first couple were really salacious, mm-hmm. you know, like they were highly sexual and a little bit perverted and risque and taboo and stuff. 
And this had all the makings of that. Like you could have kind of, you could have done that. Uh, they were hot, hot kids in this, uh, you know, hot young adults, I should say. Yeah, I mean, definitely again, over is, 18. Yeah, this is one of those things that didn't go far enough for me. Um, yeah. Because like it's, it's a huge part for the tone of the of the original which is i mean literally s&m but just sex and like kind yeah. of uh um what's the word i'm looking for the hot anal play not profane but um lewd yeah whatever it's like sex is, sex is like a huge part of it like between frank and and julia like the lust and and like the drive to you know yeah to fuck by <laughs> you know at any cost and especially at the cost of other people's misery um and so like they kind i mean they have some sex in the movie and it's like okay there's a sex scene but it's not like integral to the plot it doesn't drive anything forward doesn't actually it's not super matter hot. for and it's I mean the the most that they get out of it is like a little bit of character development of the the boyfriend says I love you and it's awkward and she doesn't you know want that yeah and so it kind of it actually undercuts the <laughs> the dilemma in the movie cuz she's trying to you know make sure that that boyfriend doesn't die and then Eventually, she's. I guess she remembers, like, oh yeah, I don't care about this guy, and then she lets him die. <laughs> so, uh, it's also revealed that it, he's the reason for all of this misery. But yeah, it's like it, 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 pain. Pain. It's like the original Hellraiser was half and half about pain and about sex, and it was really, really leaning into pain and sex and the combination of the two as motivations for yeah. the the villains and um yeah and the victims sometimes at least at least like not as like a mot internal motivation for the protagonist but at least like it was a big part of you know like sexual assault was was a pretty under underlying theme of the original hellraisers too and so it's the the end product is that you feel very gross and yeah. you feel kind of gross in this but not as gross as you could if you really leaned into you know the sexual okay. fetishization and like okay. I, I like, aspects i like where you're going with this the so let's make this let's make this better um <laughs> okay so one of the cenobites or maybe two like we it's got to be two it's got to be two of the Cenobites. You know, they all have themes, uh -huh. right? You got the chatterer. He's like, ng, 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 ng. and uh, that's his thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have, you know, you have like the, you have a couple in here. You got the weeper. You got the ass fix. Um, you got the meniker. Uh, the mask was really cool. These are all the, um, mm -hmm. uh, all the different um all the different Cenobites. But what if instead of some of those, uh, you had uh, like the giver and the taker, you know, and the giver was just like made of dicks, just like, right. you know, like yeah. big fisting, you know. One of the Cenobites uh, is just designated the power bottom. 
<laughs> yeah, just like orifices everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like like a butthole for a mouth that's just like you know and <laughs> and like vaginas for eyes, you know, little slits for eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you know the ears uh-huh. are yeah, other yeah. orifices mm-hmm. um you know gaping wounds for ears and mm-hmm. and and these two are just you never see one without the other <laughs> <laughs> you know they're just like just oh. sticking his <clears throat> his dick fingers into her eyes you know yeah and and from far away you can hear them you know groaning and splorching you know like <clears throat> Oh, oh, yeah, just like. <laughs> just like... <laughs> so the design, the, the while we're on it, like the design of the Cenobites, what did you think compared to the original? Do you think the new design lives up, transcends um, the original designs? Of what, Pinhead specifically or just the Cenobites in Pinhead general? Pinhead and the other Cenobites. Like there's, there's definitely a different aesthetic yeah um you know it was kind of they kind of went for a much more feminine touch on all of them um which worked in a way um it it didn't it was just a different take on um on kind of the same thing i I thought um there were a few of the cenobites who were kind of front and center who didn't work so well for me at all uh i think the weeper was the one that um kind of got the most airtime other than um uh pinhead or the priest uh, the lady pinhead um and uh i'll tell you the one i really liked was the mask uh mm-hmm. with kind of this frisbee uh of mm-hmm. of skin taut over this um uh thing it was i would have liked to see a lot more of that one but um, I liked how they kind of um, showcased the Cenobites a lot more in this in this one than in um, one, uh, the original, and then I mean even kind of two. Um, they really made a lot of it, but um, I don't know. The design wasn't uh, wasn't here or there for me. It was pretty cool, you know. Um, what did you think? Um, yeah, I I don't think it looked great. Like I get what they were going for but it looked a lot faker um and i so like the main difference is the original series like kind of the latex or pvc kind of smm snm fetish gear was like one of the main features they're all in black like latex and then you have the whatever torture du jour for each centibite, you know, so whatever skin flaps or stretchy things or pins or, or whatever is kind of what defines them. And in this one, um, they kind of did away with clothing at all. And, and it was all supposed to be just flesh mangled and pulled and, you know, and then it, it just didn't look like what it was trying to be like, the especially pinhead the the flesh and and stuff that's like pulled over it just looks like it just looks like a costume to me like it's not visceral enough or doesn't look realistic enough to portray what it's trying to portray um and so i think they were a little too ambitious with 
what they're trying to show. I did like the concept of it. And I, I think like, especially with, um, one of the cinema, I can't remember which one, but like, it just looked like it was, they're toying a lot more with nudity and, and, uh, you know, displaying discomfort from that. Um, wish they would have gone further and just had someone's dick out. That would have been, that would have been <laughs> nice. Just have like, what if that was like your the giver the scent the cenobite yeah the giver where he's just like has a giant you know rock hard erection at all times and he's and he's that, like I'm gonna grape you in the mouth that's a that's a form of torture in itself you know oh yeah just a rock hard dick all the time <laughs> right yeah yeah no it's true torture and it can't get off it's yeah, just I mean, like that's a literally that's a side effect of of some dick pills that you don't want because your dick can fall off it doesn't ever go down your dick can fall off yeah if you have like an erection that doesn't haven't you heard like the warnings on any of those dick pills it's like if you have an erection that lasts for more than two hours go see a doctor your dick will fall off is that the next part yeah that's what happens (laughs) can't tell if you're look it up look it up (laughs) look it up david Will your dick actually fall off? It'll just pop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is why I like being friends with you is because you do my favorite thing, which is just gaslight me until until death. I feel like that's this is gaslighting, but you're playing it pretty close. No, I mean, whatever it is, you can do some real damage to your dick if you have a hard on for too long. Just a fact. Look it young up, David. David. Young David has a lot of issues with this. Like I, <laughs> like even kind of old David has a lot of issues with this. My dick well, is having hard, like, an erection for two hours straight. Like, I don't think so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Are you? Pff, two hours is fucking amateur hour over here. Amateur two hours. Like I've <laughs> I've had a hard dick. I'd say in my life. My dick has been hard 20, 10% of my life. My life. That's And like 50% of the time, I'm asleep. See, the reason why I don't believe it is like after 20 minutes of consciously knowing that your dick is rock hard, like if you haven't found an excuse to excuse yourself and go jack off, like then I have more more questions. Well, it's not the, the jacking off is great. Yeah, you'd go and jack off. It's just how do you get it to go down after that? You have zero refraction refractory period? I don't know what that is. Okay, well, then you should be in porn then because that's an oh. uh, abnormal thing, David. Usually oh. when people come, their dick stops being hard. I'm telling you, man, we got it. We got to make this new podcast. What makes you come? <laughs> we got it. We got it. We owe it to people. Uh. So anywho, um, yeah, basically what ends up playing out is a very stereotypical slasher at this point. Um, the kids all head into Voight's house. Um, Voight is not dead as he has been presumed to be for a long time. He is actually still kept alive in perpetuity because of this machine uh, and the gift of, of the Cenobites. Um, 
and within this house, uh, there's a bunch of really cool features that never get used, um, like a sex dungeon. Never gets like its proper comeuppance. Um, but, uh, you know, there is um, a lot of eerie standing outside the house that takes place. The the um, Cenobites are kept at bay for, uh, for a time and then uh, intentionally let in when the kids think, uh, hey, you know, maybe... Uh, we we were able to sacrifice the chatterer as in place of one of us. Um, he ended up the chatterer. They nicked him with the puzzle box, and he ended up being sacrificed in a massive explosion that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, maybe we can just keep trapping these cenobites and and um, yeah, the rules with this fucking box just because <laughs> like. Okay, first of all, you can open it, but not be the victim. Mm-hmm. Second of all, like, the, the one of the major, like, uh, problems with me is that they entrap, um, what's her name? What's the main character's name again? Um, the, oh, Riley? Riley. So there's a point where they, the Cenobite just solves the box and then stabs Riley. And it's like, ha we got your blood now. It's like, well, wait a goddamn minute. Like, so you can just do that whenever you want? Like, why would you wait for people to solve this box if you could just go, like, jump up behind someone and be like, ha solve the box, stab. Gotcha, bitch. Like, so that's a problem. Well, like, I get it that in the plot they're trying to make it so Riley is entrapped by the box, but why would you do it that way? Why, why wouldn't you do it in a way where she just inadvertently stabs herself? You know, see, I don't have really a problem with that because, um, you know, just like God works in mysterious ways, the devil is allowed to cheat constantly. That's kind of his thing (laughs) is, you know, is like, Hey, you thought the rules were one way, but I was just lying about that. And it's like, Oh yeah, that's right. The devil's the devil. Um, So I don't know. It, it uh, you know, it's a thing. Um, but anywho, uh, you know, these kids are all. And then also the other thing is like, okay, so <laughs> there's some problems with this box, David. Okay, uh-huh. so the the story of the billionaire guy is that he um, got all these other people to solve the box for him so that he could wait until it got to the final stage where you have like, you know, the, the, you know, the diamond shape where you can talk with, you know, the God of Hellraiser. Are you there? So the billionaire is trying to get, um, a bunch of like victims to, stab themselves so that he can get to this final form of this puzzle box towards the diamond. And you get, you know, um, you get to be in the presence of the, the Hellraiser God so that you can make your demands. Okay. So the beginning of the movie is showing us that and he chose poorly in this movie or, and then for the rest of the movie is Riley inadvertently getting people to get stabbed by this box or purposefully get stabbed by the box. And then it finally turns into a diamond at which point the billionaire gets his wish granted, which is 
Like I want yeah. this thing to be taken away from me and given me give me the other thing, which they grant. But also Riley's wish <laughs> also gets granted. So, so the way they said it in the movie was, you know, in light, uh, you know, we will like to to the billionaire they, or to Voight. They were like, in, you know, in light of your displeasure with our gift, we will make a consideration for you. That's what mm. she said. She was like, we we're OK with, you know, and not only that, they didn't really give him a choice about it. It wasn't like he got to choose the power config, the, the Leviathan config, he, um, they just were like, you know what? You really have been like in, you know, you, you say it's all about, you know, feeling calm feels, but really you're in, in search of power. So we'll just give you power. So I think it was just like trading out a, a one car for another kind of thing. Well, yeah, that's how they explained it is like, Oh, you, you, um, you can't, you can't leave, you know, this threshold, but you can explore more. But the problem is like, if he couldn't ask for that at any time before that he had to wait for this box to be a diamond, doesn't that mean it's like his use? And then Riley I mean, gets another use. Like it just doesn't, you're not, it's not consistent. Look, You're not wrong. It's just, you're not applying these devil rules to this uh -huh. whole thing, which is like, ah, fuck you. And then the other <laughs> thing was like, like the fact that they could stab one of the Cenobites and destroy it. And the Cenobites yeah. were like, ah, God damn it. You found the loophole. That's how you destroy us. Yeah. Like that kind of, that kind of ruins it. It's like, no, that's not. Well, now you have I a way to destroy of... the Cenobites. So they're less scary. You know, I guess um, the chatterer ends up coming back. It seems like in that same movie, though. Um, Does he? I didn't, didn't see him. He? Okay, maybe I'm wrong. In any event, um, you know, there's sacrifices are made. Riley ends up uh, living, and she chooses nothing. She's like, "I don't want your fucking gifts," and they're like, "No choice is still a choice. That's you chose the lament configuration. <laughs> uh, you get to be sad about having lost all your friends to this horrible event that happened today." And she's like, uh, you mean I don't have to have a fucking box placed inside me to make me feel horrible all 24 hours a day and I get to die on time? Great. And uh, and but Voight gets to chew, gets, you know, basically the power one. He gets in, made into, you know, it's it's kind of a reskinning of two. Voight yeah. Basically gets into a uh, a uh, Cenobite. Yeah. Um, but one thing. So that's kind of the end of the movie. One thing that has well, I love that one of the circles of hell is just uh, you just get to continue living life normally, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, how could it not be? <laughs> We've all been living one of the one of the hellish options afforded to people that solve the box. Just, just it's hell because it's not heaven. Yeah. There you go. You know, yeah. That's the yeah. Um, one of the things that has that has occurred to me is in in your lifetime and in my lifetime, um, something has happened, which is the impressive thing uh, to be as a person in the world is um, a, was a millionaire. Mm. Remember? Right. It used to be like like Bill Gates had a billion dollars and everyone was like, what the fuck? Right. Are you are you fucking serious? Mm -hmm. He's a b -b 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 billionaire. And, and, uh, and in 30 years or so now everybody's billionaires. So are we going to like, 
now the big thing is billionaire. You got to be a billionaire. Are we going to see trillionaires? Is that going to happen? Um, didn't I guess I'm I'm unaware. Like, I felt like Jeff Bezos was close. I think Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos have been battling it out over the past couple of years. Definitely made richer by the uh, the pandemic, it seems. But um, and no, then he, the bigger question: amassed. Let's see. I mean, to get to a trillion is would be insane, like as insane as like. Well, I mean, a I think Musk billion. was at, I think Musk was at uh, five hundred billion at one point. Was he? Um, but uh, but the the next question is: Do you think there will ever be a chameleonaire? <sighs> asking the hard questions, David. I know. Um, so final recommendations, who would like this? If you're a slasher fan, this is a no brainer. This is easy peasy. If you are a Hellraiser fan, I imagine you will enjoy this or be maybe a little disappointed by the fact that it's not, doesn't reach your highest expectations. Um, one of those two, but, um, it's pretty uncomfortable. There are some deglovings. Um, there are some, uh, insertions, there are some weird and wacky hijinks that occur in this movie. I, I'm a little disappointed that it wasn't a more impressive Clive Barkery sort of thing, um, but it didn't disappoint too terribly much. Yeah. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I mean it. It. I think it's like a. I wouldn't say a half-hearted attempt. It's like a three-fourths-hearted attempt at maintaining the tone of the and feel of the original um it's still good like i wouldn't steer people away from it but it doesn't it doesn't lean hard into the more uncomfortable territory which would have been interesting right. to like play a little more with that and i th i think like some of it's like you look at the original and it's so um taboo like it 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 handles the taboo uh so extremely when you're thinking of like the 80s like even just showing some of the stuff is like woo woof and you know like using elements of of uh fetish and like i mean even sexual assault and um you know just a lot of like these predatory um uh, motivations and from the original villains in the original um, were much more sharp and uh, yeah. pushed push the envelope a lot more. And that's why they stood out. And I think like now there's a little bit of a, it's obvious that there's a hesitancy to go too hard into the paint where it's like, yeah, yeah, you can't really do sexual assault stuff or like touch on these evil acts because then you gotta you know give a trigger warning or people are gonna Answer like to the crowd say that that's exploitative and there's something wrong with that doesn't that make it better to put in a horror movie yeah like, so i mean that stuff where it's like you could you could really what's happening you could really who are these people who don't want to be offended by fucking horror isn't that the point you could really like tap into a lot of that stuff and they they just kind of skim over it 
you know. So it's good, not great. Um, yeah. Can you imagine being a person who goes into a Hellraiser movie like being like expecting not to be offended? Who I don't know. Who are you? What? Why are you? Go away. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so with that, uh, let's oh, get also, into... Are we going to skim over the fact that the the billionaire guy, when he get, he's getting transformed into a Cenobite, is like totally packing? They do show oh, yeah, one not... one big old dong. And... It's not, it's not salacious. It's not sexual. It's just, it's just like sterile, like a uh, surgical dick. Yeah, but I got to say, it's impressive. He's, he's, it's got an impressive package. I, no, yeah, he's, he's, he's a lucky man. Yeah. Um, and anybody with him is a, is a lucky man. So anyways, or woman, um, <laughs> let's get into horror movie whores. Um, I would say if you want to do from Monday, our calls from Monday forward, that would be where to start. And uh, if you guys want to give us a call at uh, at 682-253-4468, um, you could get on the show and, uh, and you know, check out our other episode that we will put out this week um, on, you know, other calls that we're just catching up. So here we go. From Monday. Monday. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, no, it's astonishing. Don't even don't even scroll down. All right. We have too many people calling. Transcript not available. Greetings. It's Dick Mancrease from Chesapeake, Virginia. Boys, I just wanted to apologize because I left drunk voicemails. I will never do that again. Um, please don't block me. My apologies. Uh, I, I tend to go hard. Um, the night or the couple nights before I have to go out to sea cause I work on boats, um, which was a really fucking dumb choice for a career. Uh, anyways, um, love of the content as always. And I download all your stuff so that I can take them underway and I can listen to them while I'm out at sea. And, uh, and I, I anxiously await being able to pull back in and download, uh, you guys for my favorite podcast. Um, also, uh, earthquakes are not fucking scary. Go outside. You're, you're fine. Um, unless it's like parting asphalt and stuff and you could fall in. Um, fall in. Yep, that's right. Sinkholes are way scarier. Uh, spears are fucking rad, but I definitely think I'd rather have a baseball bat. Um, yeah. I don't, you know what? I, I was kind of blacked out uh, last night. I, I really don't even know what kind of questions or things that i said so again apologies i hope you vet some of these calls uh, i don't think i said anything too outlandish um but it, anyways uh i think real quick what else um do you guys like horror movies that are bad horror movies that are bad um because i can think of a couple off the top of my head that are pretty fucking terrible but i still love them um event horizon you guys picked that one to pieces uh, I, I know it's dumb these days, but I, you know, I still love it. Uh, here's a good one. Um, well, it's a bad one, uh, but I love it. Nightbreed by Clive Barker. That's a fucking good one. Uh, what's another one that it's really fucking bad, but for some reason I like it. 
me think. Uh, oh, Lords of Salem by Rob Zombie. That's a fucking shitter. But I, I, I enjoy it for some reason. I don't know. A lot of weird imagery in there. It's like a acid trip horror movie. Uh, don't you know? I it, it, uh, don't have too much else to say. Oh, real quick. Um, it's October, which is fucking rad. But also, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and that has affected someone really close to me in the past uh, couple of years. So, and she's doing great now. Um, she's got a pair of this bill for uh, bill for speed now, not for comfort, but hey, they're new. And uh, I just want to say to all the all the lady listeners out there and all the fellas too, you know, um, make sure to tell the. Old yeah, what he's uh, going to go ahead and say there is get yourself uh, checked out for for breast cancer. Uh, get yourself get your mammograms. Get those titties squoze up. His, uh, I think his, he's saying his old lady or one of his old ladies, his girlfriend, um, just recently was affected by breast cancer and is now built for speed instead of comfort, <laughs> which, which, hey, you know, I'll take all comers. Um, I, I just appreciate a titty. Um, so, yeah, for sure. Um, get checked out. Uh, cancer is no fucking joke. Um, so, so be aware of breast cancer. Uh, next caller. Fellas, been a while. This is CJ, a.k.a. the Beast from the Northeast. All right, I got another one for you. This is a would you rather. Would you rather be forced mm. to suckle from that cave woman, inbred, troll-dwelling, Barbara and Lane freak of a woman's titties or forcibly get motorboated or be forced to motorboat Henrietta's nasty ass pus filled bosom from Evil Dead 2. And no, that is not an option. You gotta choose one. Peace. Go ahead. I'm I'm confused at what the two options are. So breastfeed from the cave woman is is he talking about the the woman from Barbarian? Uh yeah yeah I think he's talking oh, about the gal from okay yeah. And then the other one is Henrietta from Evil Dead Two. Been a while since uh, CJ Beast from the Northeast called in. I love these these uh, questions he poses. So which is it? Breastfeed from Nasty titties or motorboat nasty um, titties. I mean, the motorboat seems like the easier option overall. Like, yeah. yeah you don't have to ingest anything. You just get shoved against some, like, dead flesh for a little while. Like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. That's like, yeah. that's just uh, a prank among friends, really. <laughs> a prank among friends. You're gonna have to do a little better, CJ. Uh, I gotta, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I'm not ang- we're not angry, just disappointed. Right. Yeah. Next call. These three minute calls. Man. Yeah, I think we say on the voicemail. I try to leave it around a around a minute. Just yeah, say, get brief just with it. We hey don't guys, it's Ruby. So I was watching the new movie, and we're talking. You know how you guys were talking about like shady places and Airbnbs and stuff. So I have a story for you. 
So I have a boyfriend long distance, and he came over to visit. And, you know, we were trying to save money because we had, like, a massive road trips, you know. And, you know, so I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do, like, cheaper. So <laughs> that was the first mistake. Um, we got a Motel 6, which, mind you, I'd stayed in some before. Like, you know, you look at the areas. Like, you're just not stupid, right? My background, I know, like, what to look for, how to be safe, et cetera. So anyway, so we go to sleep, right? Or before we go to sleep, we're um, uh, starting. We come back from dinner. We're watching a movie. And then when we get to the hotel, we're on the second floor on the corner of the building. And there's this one, like, teenager, like, all hooded up and just, like, waiting for someone super sketch, right? Um, and I take note of that. I just, I'm a paranoid person. I'm exactly like David. I'm like, I'm always thinking worst case scenario and what I'm going to do, how I'm going to be prepared. And my boyfriend didn't even fucking realize it. He's like, Oh, I didn't even see that guy. Idiot. Anyways. Oh, mind you, my boyfriend's white and I'm Mexican. So that should definitely tell you <laughs> who can die and who won't die in horror movies. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so we're going to bed. And we hear, like, two men conversing in the room next to us, and they're kind of being loud. So I'm just like, oh, what the fuck is wrong with them? Like, just shut the fuck up. It's, like, 1230. And so then we fall asleep. And then an hour later, all I hear is, pa 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 And I'm like, fuck. So I grab my boyfriend. I, like, grab him from the underwear, and I drag his ass to the floor with me. And he's like, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, I, I swear to God to you, I'm, like, 99% sure that those were gunshots. And he's like, no, what are you talking about? Like, that's so silly. There's nothing there. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Stay on the ground and don't talk so loud. And he's like, okay, okay. So we're just waiting. And all of a sudden we see somebody run across the window. And I'm like, I swear to you, those were gunshots. And they were right next to us. Like, I know those were gunshots. Um, and then 10 minutes later, the cops pull up. And, you know, I open the door and I'm like, hey, like, can we talk to you guys? And they're like, sure. I'm like, hey, so, like, this is what I saw beforehand. Um, was there gunshots? And they're like, yeah, come look outside. And so we walk outside with the cops. And the wall next to us, the door, had three gunshots to their door, the one, the room right next to us. And luckily no one died, but I guess it was like a bad drug deal or some sort. And the cops were like, I recommend you guys don't stay here because we are called to this hotel almost every other day. And so... <laughs> I fucking told my brother, I'm like, did you see? I fucking told you those were gunshots. Okay, part two is here. Okay, part two. Anyway, so I'm like, the cop's telling us, like, you're not, I recommend you guys don't fucking stay here at all. And so we were going to stay there for two nights, and we got reimbursed, and we went somewhere else. But what's crazy is that my car was parked right in front of the door, and nothing happened to my vehicle. But the vehicle next to my car had a windshield that got cracked, I guess, from, like, residue or something. I'm not sure what happened to it, but it got, like, vandalized as well. So, yeah, it was a fun story. I should have stayed in the fucking Airbnb, but, you know, nothing learned. Anyways, love you. Bye. Yeah. I can't hear you at all, David. Sorry. I won't mess with weird places. I don't like them. Yeah, but I do like that she immediately understands. Obviously, she understands because she's lived through multiple boyfriend killings. That she's Mexican, therefore she gets to live. I think she was saying the opposite. 
that in horror no. in horror movies the white guys survive and the Mexican girls die. Really? Yeah. I think you missed. Well, the that's point. a fucking crime against humanity. I think that's the point. All right, next caller. Who wouldn't want a Latin girl to live over a white guy? Oh, I think this is actually a continuation. Continuation from Ruby. Oh, I forgot to say. So my boyfriend's European, right? This was his first time in the U.S. So he got the legitimate American experience by almost getting shot at. I thought it was really funny. Okay, I'm done. Bye. Is she done, though? No, I'll never never fault Ruby. She's a sweetheart, and I love her. And I like her voice. Mm. All right, next caller. Hi, this is Sam from Indianapolis. I just started your Barbarian review, and I haven't gotten into the spoilers yet, so I don't know if you talk about any of this stuff. But I just had a few things I wanted to point out. I fucking love this movie. It's right up there with the uh, hatching for my favorite movie to wear of the year, much like uh, David Day there. I do want to say uh, I, I really like the way you guys not only know but appreciate Trevor Moore's comedic genius. Uh, He's a huge influence on my life personally. But uh, Zach killed it with this movie. And I watched a lot of interviews with him since it came out. And uh, it's interesting to know that he had a guy financing it. um, And right on the day they were going to Bulgaria to shoot it, the guy died. And so when New Regency picked it up, um, since it was already kind of uh, in the cards, they just let him do exactly what his original script was. So kind of rare for a theatrical release movie to be exactly what the first draft is of the script uh they changed absolutely nothing on it there was a scene that was cut where the mother picks up a rat bites his head off and then baby birds it into justin long's mouth and they said they only cut it uh because they didn't want to show the shark too soon um so I think there was something else I had, um, maybe had to do with Robert the Farter's fart box. I don't remember. I'll call you guys later. Bye bye. I think he remembers. Yeah, he remembers it next. Should we just play that one before we answer or talk about? Yeah, let's just. Yeah, yeah. I remember what else I wanted to say about Barbarian. (laughs) I love that. Ba 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 ba. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, was this question? Oh, he's just talking about um. Uh, Zach just have the director having the opportunity to really execute Gregor. his vision of the movie without mm. studio interference, which is yeah, it's pretty rare and it you see what can happen if you let someone with a unique vision actually execute it i wonder how much how much that is like if there was just a year where execs had zero say in what happens in movies and it was literally just the writer directors that just had final say on what went in and out of the movie I wonder how how uh how that would track in terms of like success for movies. I wonder if the 80s isn't kind of that a lot of the 80s or what has come through as being popular from the 80s feels like kind of that. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. It's a thought. Um 
yeah, that was a great movie. Baba. All right, next last one. call. Hey, boys. You handsome, handsome devils. Stick man Chris hmm. here. Um, I was listening to your Firestarter review recently, and I was talking about, or I was calling to tell you guys about the part where Dave is very secure with the smallest part of, part of him that is homosexual, and so am I, you know, working on boats with a whole bunch of dudes and whatnot. Uh, it's not gay if you're underway, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, the part where you said there's like a preacher who's saying like, all gays go to hell, but then he's also like, you know, parking the beef bus in turd town on some, uh, some, you know, some other dude or whatever. It just immediately made me think of the part of um, training day. Come on, man. Take a hit. Suck that glass deep. All good narcotics cops. Got narcotics in their blood. They got to have it. Just made me think of Denzel's part. Uh, that was a fucking awful impression. Anyway, love you, boys. Take care. Uh, you'll probably hear from me in like a month or whatever because I got to go out and do some stuff. But be back, and I will miss you guys. Um, you guys fucking rock. And if you don't like horror movie talk, then... Fuck you. He speaks for mm-hmm. us. Um, yeah, Dick Mancrees, uh, as always, thank you um, for your insight. Uh, I will say Training Day. How, how does that movie strike you now, today? I don't Looking know. Back. It's been forever since I watched it. It's a, it's a great it movie. It's one of then? Denzel's best performances, I think. It's just so good. It's... It's good because it feels like it shouldn't have happened, kind of. You know? It's like, whoa! Like, it's just... It insinuates so many weird things. Yeah, seeing, seeing Denzel as a bad guy is really fun. Same thing with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Seeing Tom Cruise in Collateral as a bad guy is a lot of fun, too. I've never seen Collateral. Oh, it's great. I still kind of want to watch that Sylvester Stallone movie that's been that you talked about, Copland. Oh yeah, um, Copland's great. I, I want to see that. Um, it's been bonking around in my head since you explained the premise of that. <clears throat> um, sounded pretty solid. Well, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that my um, my feed dropping didn't mean we lost all that shit. Um, I don't think so. I think. There might be a little more work in editing if I remember what in, happened last time that happened. But in any event, uh, we love you and uh, stay classy and um, check out Hellraiser on Hulu. Uh, it's a presented by Hulu on Huluween's yeah. Hulu. It's a Hulu um, original stage. presented by Huluween on Hulu. Or, sorry, it's Hulu original presented by Hulu for Huluween on Hulu. And if you, Lou, want to support uh, our show, you can go ahead and share it with a friend. Give us a nice rating on Apple uh, Podcasts or Spotify. And, um, you know, you can support us monetarily. Uh, This is a free show um, that we do out of the kindness of our hearts, hoping to pull at your heartstrings enough to get uh, five bucks a month out of you. So consider that because we could really use the help 
um, in order to, you know, help the show. Um, special thanks to everybody listening. We love you. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, call us at 682-253-4468. Peace out. We love you. Goodbye. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Horror! Sabrina, don't just stare at it, eat it. New theatrical releases always get priority. But we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Uh, uh.